Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Grace Podcast. I'm Timothy Muse. I'll be your host today, and it's a joy to be with you. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for investing some of your time in this. I know that time's our greatest commodity, and so every time that you invest in this podcast, you're not only investing in the work that we're doing together, but you're also investing in yourself, and you're wanting to better yourself. And that's really the goal, isn't it? That's the goal of life, is to be just a little bit better than we were yesterday. I keep saying, you know, we're not in competition with each other. We're not in competition with the world around us. We are in competition with who we were yesterday. We want to be that little bit better every day, every day, micro steps every day, every day. You know, if you think about a uh, turning on, on a compass, you know, if you have a ship and it's going, you know, in a, in a direction and it turns just a, a half a degree well, that doesn't seem like a whole lot, but as you reach out miles and miles and miles, you're going to expand that half a degree into something huge. So, you know, I talked about it before, about those small changes, making small changes and growing out of those small changes. And, and you're here, and that's one of the things that I love about it. So thank you for that. Thank you for being part of this. If this is beneficial to you if, you, if you find this helpful, then share it out there. Share it on your Facebook, share it on your Instagram, share it on your social media. It goes out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So if you're following me on one of those platforms, share it out there. Get it out there so that others can see it. Uh, direct message it to people, email it, DM it through your Facebook page, however, however you can do it. However you got it to get it out there, I'd greatly appreciate it because you're sharing this information is how it grows. This is how we grow together. And so I'm really, 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 really happy about that. I'm really, I'm really thankful that you're willing to do that. And if you're listening to it on one of the platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Amazon Music, then follow us give us a rating and review every positive rating and review that the podcast gets then the platforms pay attention to that and they see that hey you know this person is uh, following this person is listening these podcasts are getting attention so we're going to do something about it we're gonna use it when someone comes along and wants some some self-help or coaching or what have you then the platforms can be like hey people are paying attention to this maybe we should pay attention to it too so if you're listening on one of those platforms follow us give a rating and review every positive rating review gives us one bump up in uh, in that in that matrix and how those platforms work and if you want to reach out to me directly if you want to uh, do any kind of coaching or what have you then reach out to me through the the, uh, the website websites gracelifecoaching.com love to talk to you love to communicate love to connect and see what we can do so gracelifecoaching.com is how you can get a hold of me if uh, if you want to reach out to me so once again thank you thank you for the investment thank you for the time today I want to talk about self-care now, self-care, in a lot of ways, that's really what we talk about all the time, isn't it? Self-care, taking care of ourselves, bettering ourselves, looking at ourselves, examining ourselves, questioning ourselves, questioning where we've come from. You know, this really is all about self-care. And maybe, maybe I don't necessarily want to talk specifically about uh, ways of self-care. We might, we might wade into those waters, and, and that's fine. There's, there's a, an exponential amount of things out there uh, pertaining to self-care, from eating better to exercise to sleep to, to drinking enough water to stretching to meditating, reading. And, and you know what? I'm, I'm not the quintessential guru on self-care. I'm really not. 
either from my training or even from my own practice from time to time. I struggle with my own self-care. Remember, I've told you more than once that I'm not speaking to you. I don't bring this podcast as, uh, as, as being up on the mountain looking down, uh, some kind of mosaic figure uh, who has all the answers. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm right there with you, and I, I have these struggles too. Sometimes these podcasts really speak directly to me because it's where I'm at and what I'm going through. But anyway, at any rate, self-care. So, so self-care is something, there, there's a lot of information out there about self-care. You can find self-care information everywhere. And I would encourage you to look. I would encourage you to find what self-care works for you. What is it about your life that, that needs that, that little bit of, of, of lean into? Maybe it is more exercise or maybe it is eating better. Maybe it is turning down the booze or, or putting aside the credit card or, or maybe it is going to bed earlier or turning down some of those blue lights, that screen time that, that we all love, especially right before we go to bed. It's amazing how, you know, right when we crawl into that most sacred and most intimate and most personal space, you know, we'll kick open our phones again. I'll do it too. We'll kick open our phones and we'll let all that stuff in and we'll turn around and try to go sleep. And we'll try to figure out why we can't sleep. Can't sleep because you are having these dreams. Well, of course you're having these dreams. You're putting all this kind of stuff in your head right before you close your eyes. All right. So there's all kinds of self-care out there. All right. So I really don't want to spend a lot of time talking about different forms of self-care. Uh, though I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to go down that road if that's the direction that that you know we we all want to go together. But no, what I really want to talk about today and and what's really, you know, kind of been on my head lately and in my heart is why is self-care so hard? Why is self-care so hard? I mean, let's think about it. We know everybody that has a vehicle knows that that you know when it runs out of gas before that little gauge hits E and the car stops, you got to put gas in it, right? And you got to change the oil. You got to change the oil every 3,000 miles, 5,000 miles, whatever your manufacturer's recommended amount is. You can talk to your um, talk to your auto mechanic about that. I mean, we know we go to the doctor every year. We get our blood checked. We get our vitals checked. We get our weight checked. You know, we have to care for these things. Anything that we have, anything that we have in our circle, we have to care for, right? I mean, nothing lasts forever. I mean, they they may be they may last longer. But at some point, we need to care for everything, our house, our car, you know, our marriages, our families. And we know this. And, and really, other than the expense and, you know, finding someone who's good at doing what we want to do. But let's I mean, let's take an oil change for a minute. I don't think anybody's going to argue that that you shouldn't get your oil change. More comes down to I don't have the time or I don't have the money or I haven't found a good mechanic. So there's reasons. But, but the underlying cause, you're going to get your oil change. You got to get your oil changed. It's important. It's part of taking care of a car, right? Uh, you got to sleep because it's important. It's part of how we take care of our sanity, our health. All right. So, so, and and we know we take care of others. I mean, we're really good at that. We're really good at taking care of others. We're really good at, at, um, you know, turning away from ourselves in order to take care of others. And I really think, in a lot of ways, that is at the root of why self care is so hard. Okay, that is at the root of why self-care is so hard. Now, I would imagine that there's probably far more smarter people than I who are digging into this. Uh, and 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 I've probably heard some of it and I probably agree with 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 most of it. Uh, but I just want to kind of bring my own thoughts to it here. Uh, as I've said, this isn't a clinical podcast, but I want to bring my own thoughts here and, and maybe help you overcome some of the hurdles that you have in your own self-care. 
Most people that I talk to, most people that I interact with, they say that self-care is selfish. Okay, so if I take care of myself, I'm being selfish. Now, and 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 you know what? And it's not you know whether whether that's right or wrong. If that's how people feel, and 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 we're trained not to be selfish, so therefore, if self-care is selfish, and we're trained not to be selfish, then what? Then what do we do? Then what do we? Do? We don't do self-care. That's the conclusion. That's the logical conclusion. But I want to back it up. So where does that idea of selfishness in self-care come? Where does that where does that take place? All right. So let's go all the way back to infancy. All right. Infants are the most selfish beings on the face of the earth. They are. They are the most selfish beings on the face of the earth. An infant wakes up at three o'clock in the morning and is hungry and it starts to cry. Right. I mean, it's just the life of an infant. Uh, it's not going to lay there in the crib, he or she, you know, not going to lay there in the crib and go, wow, you know, mom and dad have been working really hard and, and I love them and they need their sleep. So I'll just lay here and coo for a while. Uh, and then when they wake up at six 30 or seven o'clock, they can feed me. No, that baby's crying. No shame, no self, you know, no selflessness at all. You know, when a baby, uh, you know, is dirty, when the baby's diapers are, it's going to cry. Uh, of course, first things is, is it doesn't have the language to say, hey, I'm hungry. OK, so there's part of that. But even if it had the language, an infant is like the quintessential self-focused being. It, it matters not where or when. You know, in, in my in my profession, my profession, now many of you know what I do for a living. I'm a I'm a minister. I'm a Lutheran pastor. Uh, and I've preached many, many sermons over my profession. And in those sermons, I've had many, many uh, children in, in the midst of them, infants all the way up to, um, you know, senior citizens that, uh, you know, and, and if an infant, infant's tired or hungry or sad, it's going to cry. And it's going to cry. It doesn't care where it's at. Okay. So an infant is selfish. An infant is self-focused. It's going to take care of itself. All right. First and foremost. But then somewhere along the line, that process of taking care of the self goes away. And here's where I think it happens. Here's why I think it happens. I think it happens with, with, I w- with what I would term as micro shames. Okay. We've heard a lot about microaggression, but I would, I, I would term them as micro shames. And here's what I'm talking about. Those, those instances, those words, those phrases that tell a child, now we're talking two, three years old, that other people are more important than they are. That other people are more important than they are, and, and that would be things like you know you you have a, a child sitting in the in the floor on, on in the floor on the floor playing with their blocks or their toys, and they're having a good old time. They're just they're just playing and playing and playing. And someone comes along and says, "Hey, you, you need to play quietly because others are trying to read or others are trying to talk." Okay, so now the child needs to change their behavior in order to acquiesce to someone else. The, the people who are trying to talk are more important than the child's playing with the toys. Okay. Or if you have a sib, all right. Now, I mean, I grew up, I've got, I've got three sibs, two older, one younger. Uh, and so, you know, you're playing with a child's playing with a ball. Um, and the younger sib comes in and says, I want the ball. I want to play with the ball. Now there's 17 balls sitting in the corner, but you're playing, you know, the, the, you, you, okay. Or the child's playing with the ball and the younger sib wants the ball. No, I'm playing with the ball. And then the younger sib starts crying. Okay. So, but rather than, rather than, you know, little, little Jimmy, your older brother is playing with the ball, go find something else. What's the statement? Give little Jimmy the ball because we want him to stop crying. Okay. Little shames. 
Little Jimmy's not crying is more important than you playing with the ball. And we see this. We see this all the time. We see this all the time. And then on top of that, you have your micro praise because you give little Jimmy the ball and little Jimmy stops crying to which you're, you know, upset, but you don't get to cry. And then you hear that was very nice of you. That was very kind of you to share. So now not only do you have a little micro shame of giving something up that you want because someone else's happiness is more important than yours, but then you get praised for doing it. Okay. And then it happens over and over and over day in and day out. You know, your sister wants to wear your shirt, but I don't like my sister wearing my shirt. Well, let your sister wear your shirt because that will make her happier. So my boundaries get broken down to make my sister happier. You know, little micro shames and also compounded with micro praises. So as that happens over and over and over again, the narrative that is taught over time is that caring for the self, looking out for the self, defending the self is wrong. It's bad. It's negative. And, and acquiescing the self so that someone else is happy, that's right and acceptable. See how that works? So caring for the self is wrong. Acquiescing the self for someone else is right. So my needs, I want to sit here on the floor and play with the ball. That's what I need right now. But little Jimmy comes in and little Jimmy's upset because he wants to play with the ball. So I have to deny my needs for someone else. You see the pattern? You see where it goes? You know, I'm still hungry at the dinner table and there's, you know, there's four of us and there's two pieces of chicken. Well, you know, I, I've got to acquiesce one of those two pieces of chicken because the needs of another are more important than my own. Now, again, and no one is going to say, look, the needs of another are more important than your own. But these little micro shames, little micro shames, and that's what they are. They're shaming someone into a behavior pattern. That's what shame does. Shame causes you to change behavior. Rather than saying, little Jimmy, your brother's playing with the ball and go find something else and stop crying or you're going to be in trouble. No, give little Jimmy the ball because we want him to stop crying. Because little Jimmy's crying is more important than your playing with the ball. So the little micro shame. Now it's your job. You're being shamed into having your sibs stop crying. You're being shamed into someone else getting what they want. And so what we learn is that caring for ourself is selfish and it grows over time. The bigger we get, the, 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 the more intense the micro shames are. The bigger we get, the more intense those things come on and the more we search for praise. Okay. And that's the other side of the coin is we search for praise. Uh, we want that praise. We chase that praise. I mean, what, what human being doesn't at their core want praise? What human being at their core doesn't want the praise of their parents? Um, e even if that's, and, and I know that's a slippery slope, and I know there's a lot to that, uh, but it doesn't really matter how old we are or how broken that relationship is. There's still a part of us that wants that praise. There's still a part of us that desires that praise. Why do you think that Instagram and, and, and Facebook and TikTok and all, all, the, all the social media platforms are so big? Because it has an avenue of praise. Likes and follows and comments and emojis. Those are all praises, little micro praises. No one's going to come out and say, you're the greatest thing since sliced bread, but 100 people are going to give me a little heart emoji for a picture I put up. Well, those are all little micro praises, and they make us feel good, even if we need to be uh, detracting some of ourself in order to get it. And there's the micro shame. 
So we have this balance, this 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 play out act of 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 micro shame and micro praise. Okay, and it starts very very young. It starts very very young, because we can tolerate an infant crying, but after about eighteen months, nope. Nope, two years, nope, no more crying. Everybody's got to be calm and peaceful. So so what we find is we find these micro praises and these micro shames that keep coming back and forth over and over. Okay, so, so that's kind of the root of it in my uh, simple opinion. We are taught from an early age that through very small, remember I talked about at the beginning about that, that, that little half degree shift in the direction of the ship. You, well, you extrapolate that out over 100 miles and, and you're way off course. Well, the same thing is true. You know, one little micro shame uh, may not be that big of a deal, but compound them over and over and over more and more and more. And you go down this road of I'm not worthy of caring for myself. I will bend over backwards to care for someone else. I will empty myself to care for someone else. One, because that's what I was taught to do. And two, because I'm still searching for that praise. You know, the, the lack of self-care a lot of times comes from a lack of self-praise. And, and we're looking for that praise. We need that external praise. So, so that, that, in my opinion, is the, is the root, one of the primary roots of why we struggle the way we struggle and why we deal with what we deal with. Okay, so, so that's where that comes from. That's, that's, that's been weighing on my heart. So, so how do we deal with this? I mean, really, how do we deal with uh, overcoming this? Because we have to overcome it or we're just going to dwell in this soup of, 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 of self-denial and, and selflessness. Okay, so, so the first thing we want to do is we want to acknowledge it. We have to acknowledge that I literally am not caring for myself because I think doing it is selfish. We have to acknowledge that. I mean, say it out loud. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, I don't care for you because I think caring for you is selfish. Okay. I mean, we have to say those words because if we don't say them, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess maybe I think that a little bit sometimes. No, th that is the primary reason we know how to care for our house and we know how to care for our car and we know how to care for our kids and we know how to care for ourselves. We just don't believe that we are worthy of caring for ourselves, And that is the hustle. That is the trick is accepting that we are worthy of caring for ourselves so so say it out loud that that you know i i i think it's it's selfish to care for me but i'm worthy of being cared for i'm worthy of caring for myself i have to care for myself no one no one is going to care for me okay now there are plenty of people who are going to help you don't get me wrong it's not like you're out there by yourself but at the end of the day it's all on you it's all on you. If you don't eat, no one is going to force a cheeseburger down your gullet. Maybe there are a few people in our lives that would do that, but they'd probably take far more joy out of it than we would want them to. Okay? So the first thing is to acknowledge, I think it's selfish for me taking care of myself. And then accept that I am worthy of being taken care of. I am worthy of caring for myself. I am worthy of self-care. I'm worthy of taking care of me. Those, those words, to, once we acknowledge that as a being, as a sentient, sovereign being, once we acknowledge that we are worthy of it, then that kind of changes the whole landscape. Because now it's no longer selfish. Now it's no longer selfish. 
Now it matters. Now there's a freedom there. So, so, so the next step is start small. You know, um, I, I all too often I'd see people that they, they like want to go through like a radical life change and they want to start huge. Well, starting huge is, is, is great, but it's not sustainable. Start small, small things. Maybe it's um, going to bed a half hour earlier every night to get a little bit more sleep. Or maybe it's turning your phone off an hour before you go to bed or a half hour before you go to bed. Or maybe it's drinking a little bit of of, um, green tea in the afternoon rather than a Pepsi. Okay, little changes, little things. Small micro changes. Because for one thing, it's sustainable. And the other thing is it doesn't create... Because look, I mean, it, just because you acknowledge it doesn't mean that you're not going to feel that. So, so those small changes isn't going to create that huge anxiety that you're going against this, this lifetime of training. Okay, Remember, you're, you're up to this point through a lifetime of training. You're having to undo that training. And it's not going to be undone overnight. You're going to feel uncomfortable. Well, I should stay home and take a nap or I should stay home and 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 enjoy a peaceful evening by myself but my friends are going out to a movie that I don't really want to see but they want me to be there so uh, I'm going to go and I'm going to waste my time and I'm going to spend my money and I'm going to sit there and be bored and not enjoy it but my friends want me to be there that's going to feel bad my friends that's going to feel uncomfortable so don't make the big steps first. Make the little steps. Little things that are a little bit uncomfortable, but sustainable. Okay? Little things. And the last thing I want to say, and I think this is really important. Forgive. Forgive. Offer forgiveness. Look, those who brought you to this point, very rarely do people do that with a huge amount of nefariousness and maliciousness. They did the best they could, and they worked as hard as they could, and it led to this. It led to who you are, and there's a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of voices in that narrative, and you can look at this and be like, oh, now I see it, and, and I'm going to hold on to that energy because they did me wrong. Yeah, maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't intend to. Maybe they didn't want to. Maybe they did the best they could. Maybe they couldn't see any other avenue. Who knows? But I'll say this. Holding on to that energy, once you realize what happened, it's not going to do you any good. Holding on to that energy, once you get it, it's not going to do you any good. So forgive. Let it go. And that is really, truly one of the big forms of self-care. Because we can carry around energy that we shouldn't carry around. So let it be. Let it go. Lay it down. Forgive. Forgive. And find your path, okay? Look, you spent a lifetime being led to this moment, all right? It's going to take you a lifetime to undo this moment. But it doesn't mean that you need to keep going back to that moment. And it doesn't mean you need to harbor that any, any level of pain or hurt towards those who brought you here. Forgive. Offer that forgiveness. Offer that grace. Even if you don't say it. You know, and I mean, most people don't have that conversation with their parents or their guardians or their friends or, you know, their faith community or whatever. Most people don't want to do that. So don't. It's okay. You don't have to have that conversation, but you can let it go. You can let it go. Once you realize why it's so difficult to do self-care, then you can let it go. And once you let it go, offer that forgiveness so that you don't have to hold on to it. You don't have to hold that energy. It's not required. And it's not mandated. 
Hi, my friends. That's what I got for you today. That's what I have for you for now. I hope this is helpful. I really do. Uh, I think self-care is one of those huge things that we have to confront and we have to deal with. Because if we don't, then we're just going to run ourselves ragged. I mean, we've all heard, you know, you can't pour water from an empty bucket. You can't play in an empty sandbox. Uh, you know, you can't turn on a phone where the battery is not charged. I mean, all, all of those, you know, all of those visions, all of those uh, examples. But at the end of the day, you are worthy of self-care. You are worthy of taking care of yourself. And it's not selfish. It really isn't. It really isn't selfish to take care of yourself. It really isn't selfish to invest in yourself. Because really, quite frankly, as I say often, if you better you, then, then everybody around you is going to be better. And those who aren't going to be better around you, maybe you need to question whether they need to be around you at all. That's what I got for you, my friends. I hope you're well. I hope you are enjoying uh, your day. And as always, here at Grace Life Coaching, we want you to be the best you.